0: That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish.
1: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish
0: and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 181 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany.
1: I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Annoying Tiffany today. This
0: is true. (laughs) It's true. And this episode is sponsored by Rebecca Giacomelli. Thank you, Thank you Rebecca. Thank you. Today we will be discussing the first half of chapter 32 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix out of the fire. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to blaze your way through the details. Whoa. Uh. I literally googled fire words. <laughs> I can't talk to you anymore We have quite the topic for our weekly profit And I'm excited to talk about it Because I think that some people are trying to be sneakity sneaks
2: Sneakity sneaks Okay, well, we (laughs) all know what the weekly profit of the week should be Since we haven't talked about it yet and that is the talk of this TV show for HBO mm. Max. What TV show for HBO Max?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs>
2: um, I mean, I... It, it's happening.
0: Why would it not? That's the funny thing about it is Everybody's well, like, oh, you know, they came out and no. said there's no show planned. If... You would have to be daft not to do a Harry Potter TV series.
1: My, my only thing is I think that sh- the author has gotten a lot sh- because of herself a lot of negative I know, uh, for sure. the
0: rights. Let's go. Sell it off. I don't, it,
1: Give me I don't you? know yeah.
2: if she will. Um, mm. She you just I mean with the level of control that she keeps over the theme park I would be curious i don't know um i don't know if she will relinquish control but um that doesn't mean that i don't think that it's still not gonna that it's gonna happen i think it's gonna happen i mean if you look at if you look at the success that marvel star wars um what are some other ones that have come i mean lord and even rings shows that out. like got dropped from network and then got picked up by like netflix like designated survivor and um i feel like that i mean i don't know why i can't oh yeah the, the lord of the rings is gonna have a show like
1: yeah they mm-hmm. would be, be more um nor wow more game of thrones shows as well prequels yep yes and
2: then like they you know, would be they would be idiots then to not at least have real conversations about this absolutely um i mean that being said i hope that i hope that she sells it off because i don't want to give her more money but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen I think it's going to happen regardless of if she's associated or not. I think that she's, I think it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so many stories. I You got Marauders, you got um, founders, founders. which is personally, I know everybody wants to hear the story. Oh, really? No. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Now you're on the podcast here. Congratulations. No, I think the story that I personally really want to know is founder story because everybody wants to know. You know what exactly went down with Slytherin. You know what I mean.
1: I kind of would right. like a whole different. We know nothing about it. That's, story. but that's what
0: the video game is going to be. That's coming out.
1: Okay, Legacy. like a whole new, you
2: no know, whole new timeline. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I wonder, like, I wonder how much of that is going to be considered canon, though. But I also, you know, I I think that it, if she. If she does stay attached to this TV show, um, I don't know how much faith I have in this hope of mine, but I hope that we see representation in this show mm-hmm. that we didn't see in the books and at time, like in the earlier books and, and whatnot, like I can understand, um, I can understand parts of the lack of it because of how accepting and not accepting the world was at the time that some of these books came out, like, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: especially when it comes to LGBTQ characters and stuff like that, that genuinely was not widely accepted when these books were coming out. It was at at the point where in, in the UK, like, they wouldn't have been able to put these books in a library or in a kid's like school library because if it had it because that was like literally against the law Mm -hmm. it's it's just hard and I I don't see based on how she reacts on Twitter and the things that she said I, I can't see her trying to fix anything that she said because she truly stands by it um but maybe HBO will Push her for diversity, and maybe there will be a conversation there. I don't know. I, I just hope that if it does happen, we see representation through, like through diversity of color, through LGBT representation. Like we need more of all of it.
0: Literally took that directly from my tweet, didn't you?
2: Did I? Mm. I didn't even see it. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: yeah no I once this news broke I was like whatever we're getting like we definitely need the representation that I feel like we know the wizarding world would have
2: yeah for sure
0: and not just
2: not just diversity and representation as an afterthought don't Mm -hmm. don't tell me Dumbledore's gay after all the books are out and like you're trying to like fix it or something you know like um we just we need it like in your face representation i want it i want to see it I, I have hopes that hbo will push for it um i'm interested so we'll see we'll see what happens
0: wasn't there news just Within the past couple of weeks, before this broke, about somebody.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Discord. Your hair's so big. I look so darn good. It's not even funny. That's amazing.
0: Uh. Um. Didn't some some man took over something?
2: That's I'm why not... I feel like this makes sense. Somebody took over like, the what Wizarding was World Division. Within Warner Brothers, and that person like specializes in exactly this. So it's like, this is is not outlandish for this news to break. Um, It's not outlandish that they're having talks. I also do think that they would deny these things until something was set in stone. So just because they're coming out and saying, no, that does not mean that that's truthful. Um, And honestly, I, I don't believe it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right and all these articles are coming out and like they're Tiffany, saying you're you know, Nefertiti <laughs> you can't
1: make I look good in, in all of them
2: Nef- I'm telling Nefertifi you. Nefertifi <laughs>
1: oh my um, Great. I think part of it too is like I, I don't think if she is tied to it like I don't think she's going to be writing or doing any of that because they, they took her off writing for the movies correct or like brought someone um, else in to write with her
2: She has a she has a pal that writes with her
1: yeah Mm. (laughs) I don't I mean she might write novels all right but I don't think people cared for how she wrote her scripts from what I gathered she's
2: just very she has a certain she has a certain method and it might not necessarily be good for script you know
1: true is true I can't decide on like how exactly I feel and to like learn more about it
0: I mean, let's be honest, and I said this in the Facebook group, it's always a no until people are cast. You know what I mean? It's going to happen right. when, who knows, it's inevitable.
2: And and who knows if it'll end up actually being HBO Max, like that could still be up in the I, air, who knows? I
0: would love for it to be HBO Max because those are some deep pockets and you can get some really good quality graphics and content and we don't have an Order of the Phoenix Take 2 with Grob.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but also technology <laughs> but also, has drastically I mean, changed.
2: Correct. HBO Max has deep pockets, but so does Netflix, and so does Hulu. And so, Amazon, really? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, but I don't.
0: I just don't. I don't know.
1: I all don't, of them I don't have great it. shows that they've produced. I don't
0: see it going to Netflix. I don't know why. There's no reason behind that, other than I just don't see it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wish it would because I don't <laughs> need another subscription service. <laughs>
0: oh you might who knows alright that was a long weekly profit.
2: <laughs> yeah well anyway yeah TV series I think it's gonna happen so yeah, I mean eventually I,
1: I think it will as well if they, mean, they didn't, they'd have the to watch it.
3: They'd be falling behind the times if they didn't do it. Yeah,
1: because literally it, everything is getting shows. It really would be
2: stupid if they didn't.
1: I mean, um, I'm getting a show. I don't. I will say, like, I will be very disappointed if they did a redo of the books. Same. I don't it's think got they to, will. It's not worth it. A lot it. of people like, will be.
2: You have the opportunity to give new content, like real new content. Why would you just go back to redoing something that was already done? That is like literally a big cop out in my opinion. Um, I think I've
0: come to terms with the fact that the originals will be redone at some point in our lives, I think.
2: You think? Well, I, I don't know. see. I don't know if they're going to, because I kind of view them. And this could be a controversial statement, but I kind of view them on the same level as Star Wars, where like they're never going to redo four, five, and six. I can't. If they're never going to redo four, five, uh, okay. or any of them, I thought you meant Harry then... Potter.
1: And I was like, why wouldn't they? Why would they just do the <laughs> three of them?
2: <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, like, if saying. they're if they're never going to remake Star Wars, they're never going to remake.
1: Well, when you Uh, put it Harry Potter, and I don't think
2: that they're ever going to remake Lord of the Rings either. Like those three series, like they did it, it was done well. We're done. Uh, I don't know. Now expanding upon it, yes, absolutely. Just like Star Wars, look at all these shows that are coming out and stuff. Like expanding upon the franchise, absolutely redoing seems like a waste of time. And I agree.
1: I think a lot of people would agree, saying that like redoing it. I think a lot of people would be mad.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't.
0: I don't disagree with that. But the reason why I say that I think that they could be is because of how comparing to Star Wars is really hard because Star Wars itself those were just movies, right? Those weren't novels first, and for its time, it was so ahead of the game. Now, well, when we go back and we look at, you know, my only beef really is with the last. of the Harry Potter movies and the way that they were done and the lack of things that were in them. That's the only reason why I say that I think that they could.
1: I mean as frustrating as that is, you cannot have every single thing that's in a book in a movie.
0: No, but you don't have to change as much as they did.
1: I don't think for that they're willing to spend all of that money to redo them. I I just don't see it happening. You never know. Like, I, would I don't you, know. They're, I They're good enough.
2: <laughs> I think that comparing them to Lord of the Rings is probably better. Um, I agree with that. Because I can never see them remaking Lord of the Rings. And I can... No. That my budget, opinion, man. I can never see them remaking Harry Potter because of the amount of effort that went into the originals. They're never going to replicate that at this time. Like, they made those at the right time. I'm not saying that Harry Potter... In terms of fandom is really going to like go away anytime soon. But like they made them at the right time. The. You just can't replicate that. And yes, I agree, Vinny. It is a boring choice to remake something that's already been made, even though, you know. Places uh, like to do it. (laughs) They love remaking things. I feel Mm -hmm. like I feel like sometimes movie networks are getting lazy um, and instead of coming up with new stories, they're just remaking old stories. Uh, and it's kind of frustrating. But I think 2019
3: may have finally brought that to a halt. Because they couldn't release things in theaters anymore. It's so like a 2020? bunch of stuff. Got... Yep. That's what I meant. What did I say? 2019? <laughs> 2020.
2: 2019 was fantastic. 2019 Katie. Do you, you remember those times? We uh, could go places and do things right. and travel.
3: Um, I know. But yeah, like, I mean, Disney... I like what they put out but like they really are we're really on a string of like remake remake remake
2: mm-hmm. yeah they really were yeah um, so anyway <laughs> make sure to follow us on Spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Swish Flickcast.
3: what? got excited those three dots are called it's called meatballs you know that what, what? It's, it's called the meatball menu what are you talking about i will find it and i will send it
0: prove it
2: i will <laughs> meatball. go to the meatball menu in the top of our page nobody's <laughs> gonna know what the what? heck you're talking about you are crazy I'll okay if you'd like to support us on patreon <laughs> head on over to patreon.com forward Supporting our podcast keeps us going, gains access to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia, swish swag boxes, and more. Uh, thank you all so much for your support. We couldn't do it without you. Facts. True, true. Facts. Facts. Well, Katie's looking up the meatball I got menu.
3: I <laughs> I'm putting it in Discord right now. And there's also the, there's the hamburger menu, the bento menu. The kebab menu and something I don't know.
1: I literally am squinting because I cannot see.
3: Telling you, man, Katie, you're crazy. crazy. Meatball man. menu.
1: You're Would find that you out. Know what I would really love. <sighs> Big league chew. I would love some sushi in my life. So I'll my take vegetarian I like sushi. sushi. I enjoy that. i going California roll. I think that's vegetarian. Thank you,
3: Mia. Mhm.
1: Katie, <laughs> bless you. Bless me. Okay. Well are we ready? Are we ready? What time ready? is it? Ready?
0: It's time for the rah, 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 rah.
3: with lots of meatballs. All right.
1: Oh yeah. Oh. Exams.
3: One, one. one meatball. <laughs> Exams are underway. During the Astronomy Owl, Umbridge thinks it's okay to come at Hagrid with five Oors, but he's way too cool for that, and he gets away. McGee though. Come into his aid. She gets hit with four stunners straight to the chest, and I don't know if we found out then, but she's gotta be taken to Mungo's. And as <sighs> if Harry doesn't have enough to worry about, he drifts off during his exam the next day and dreams that Sirius is in some serious trouble. Seriously, seriously,
2: things seriously? are about to get like... real sad, real oh. fast. <laughs>
1: Gosh, I don't know that how I'm fun. gonna handle it. Like I'm probably, probably gonna, gonna cry. Fine. You're going to cry. I don't know. What if I what if I shock everyone and I don't cry? And I'll come over and punch you in the face and make you That scene cry. in the movie,
2: man, I like cry every time I watch that part of the movie. It is I very just, good.
1: Can't. I cannot remember the last time I watched the movie. So I also cannot remember just the last like time I watched the, the Harry Potter movie.
2: The silent scream. Uh, and Ooh. Remus.
1: Remus.
2: <laughs> Wolf star. <laughs> crumbles. Oof. We are so not Harry- on that chapter already. We're just getting there. I'm sorry. Just on the clarifying character? somebody in the Discord. Discord. No, serious, uh, Seriously dying.
1: Uh, 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 <laughs> it's, so, it's just so sad. So Harry doesn't want to finish his test. He's like, I, I think that's all I could do. So he goes to look for McGonagall, who we learn is gone because she's now at St. Mongo's because she needs extra healing. So he goes to look for Ron and Hermione instead. And he's trying to figure out like a way to go and rescue Sirius. Obviously with some resistance from Hermione. They have a heated conversation. Ginny and Luna find them and they all figure out a plan to help Harry who needs to like honestly take a breath. Um, and then they all have their duties for a B&E. And if you don't know what a B&E is, it's breaking and entering because they're going to break and enter into Umbridge's office. That's the plan. Get it. Got it. Good duties. <laughs> I like the B&E. It's just a simple B&E. Reminds me of Monopoly and the B and O Railroad. We get in, we get out.
0: Um. Yeah. Can we take a moment? Because there's no going back. <sighs>
1: God. This is the beginning of the end. So if you well, I would say, to me the beginning of the end was fourth book.
0: No, I mean the, uh, the <laughs> beginning of the end of this book. Oh, <laughs> so from honestly, from this chapter on, it is
1: all um sadness wrapped into letters on a page that we're reading together <laughs> let's cry
0: <laughs> it is it is all it's all downhill from here my friends
3: it's all through the veil from here oh katie so
0: dark <laughs> i'm <Sorry>. really crying <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my it is, though. gosh so,
0: so this is the real turning point in this book um and honestly, this is, I know, you know, last book, Cedric dies right in front of him. This time, Sirius is going to perish. And this is where we start learning. We're going to eventually start learning about how to actually, for lack of a better term, maybe. Still some secrets. Take down Voldemort. <laughs>
1: I secret, secrets, secrets are
0: no
2: fun. <laughs> Dumbledore likes to have lots of them. <laughs> yes, he
1: does. Yeah. Mm, two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. He bad die. Those are pretty little liars. He Never was. really watched that show, but oh, I, I like, like that. that. I don't two remember who. can keep a secret is. if one of them is dead.
0: Anyways, we start this chapter with Harry trying to refuse to go to the hospital wing. He ends up there anyways. So he has his fake vision. Let's just call it what it is. A
3: vision. A, a vision.
0: Vision through the horcrux, right? And so he's trying to pull away from Professor Tofty who is super concerned about Harry and his well-being. Tofty had helped him into the entrance hall while the other students were just staring at him and I literally was like uh nobody else helped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Harry continues to tell everybody that he's fine, that he just fell asleep, he had a nightmare nothing big always saying things like liars (laughs) yep so tofty tells him that it's the pressure of the examinations he's super sympathetic he's patting him on the shoulder quote it happens young man it happens now a cool drink of water and perhaps you'll be ready to return to the great hall the examination is nearly over but you may be able to round off your last answer nicely I feel confident in saying that I think Professor Tofty is a very quality dude. Yeah, I agree. And Harry's like, nope, my answers are my answers, man. (laughs) We're good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Never mind.
0: No, I'm hard pass. I'm done. And so Tofty goes to collect Harry's exam, and Harry pretends that he's going to go lay down. So as soon as Professor Tofty, like, rounds the corner and he sees his heels, Harry books it. This is not the first time Harry Potter has done this either. I feel like we've I've read this similar sentence multiple times. And so he takes off he runs up the marble staircase towards the hospital wing quote and bursts through the double doors like a hurricane causing Madame Pomfrey who had been spooning some bright blue liquid blue blue looking looking,
3: sorry I had to grab it
0: into Montague's open mouth to shriek an alarm and we have to pause and we have to talk about this. Because it makes me think that Monahue does not have control over his extremities. Um, She had Harry drink his own Grow. Oh, you might be right. And she's spooning something into his mouth. It just makes... Why would Monahue otherwise have her do that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe. Or maybe... Maybe he's sleeping and he needs to get it like routinely. But at the same time like you shouldn't give people something when they're not awake. Correct. You would joke. <laughs> uh. I don't think. I just I feel
0: like maybe he's not with it yet. Eventually gets there right? Because he's up yeah, he does working eventually for the other there. side. Um but yeah, not at all. Better. Not at all well. <laughs> not at all well. Just a flesh wound. So we had, we paused and talked about that. What do you guys, what do you guys think?
3: I mean, I, I something s- you
2: just pass over reading, but I could see it. Yeah, I guess I could, I could potentially also see him being unconscious. Um,
0: why are you, why are you shoving liquids in someone's throat when they're not? Well, you know i don't know
1: no yeah no it makes sense that like he couldn't probably lift his arms i just think
2: but how else would they get a potion in him if he needed it
1: that's what she's saying she's saying that he's not able to lift he can't it to do his it himself. no i know oh. but
2: i'm saying if he is on conscience like how else would you get a potion in his mouth
1: either way he's incapacitated
2: right yeah
0: I'm just saying that I don't think that he's of right mind and can't do the motions. You know, people
1: can be, I don't know. And think it's been weeks since he's been found. Yeah. And weeks since he's been gone.
0: Yeah. That's a long time to be in a limbo, you know?
3: Can you do potions through IV? (gasps)
0: What are you reading? Uh, I don't know. What, what did the, you just Did This do?
1: whole section, I did not realize this. Where'd it go? I don't know. That Montague eventually told his stories to others, including Draco Malfoy, who was the only one to reach the conclusion that there was a connection between the cabinet at Hogwarts and the cabinet of Borgen and Burks. This knowledge led Draco, yeah. th- gave Draco the means. I didn't know this to allow Death Eaters into the school. He spells that out in six. I haven't read that book in years, Tiffany, so don't judge me. I'm judging hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is me doing a reread <laughs> of the wiki. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, but like, no, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's how, yeah, we, but no, that's, that's what she's telling me. That's how Malfoy found out about the connection was because of him. So eventually he gets well enough to, you know, education, connection, let's, um, uh, death eaters in the school and everything's fine. It all works out so well.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, really the good side wins. I mean, Dumbledore was going to die anyways because of his own self. You're not wrong. You're not wrong.
3: What did Sarah say? His hand got sick? Sorry. Yeah, his hand hand did get
0: sick. (laughs) (laughs) So Harry tells her in earnest that he needs to talk to Professor McGonagall because it is very urgent. And Madame Pomfrey tells him she's not here. She was so badly injured by the stunning spells that they had to transfer her to saint mungo's that morning and this is a huge blow to harry because in his mind at the moment he's he's panicking right yeah because in his mind the only connection that he has at hogwarts to the order is mcgonagall because right he's, now
1: because everyone else is gone
0: and he's not thinking of snape at all correct until, you know, Snape and eventually goes to Umbridge's office. I think mm. he's also thinking,
1: the last time this happened, it was like, if they had waited any longer, Arthur would be dead. You know what I mean? So yes. He's thinking, like, I... Time I, is like, of the this essence. This is even closer to me, because it's serious. Yeah. And it's serious. We're like, I... It needs to happen five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd be panicking. And I'd forget about Snape, too, because I hate the dude. Well, if I was him, you know what I mean?
0: Well, and and Snape to harry is it somebody that he runs to with
1: problems to harry
2: snape isn't trustworthy either and he's also
1: thinking like if i give him this information he doesn't care about sirius so what what is he gonna actually do for me Mm -hmm. yeah
3: or he won't take me seriously
2: you know what Mm -hmm. i mean yeah, he's probably like, "Oh, stop it! Sirius is fine. Or Sirius can handle it himself, or something like that." You know, things
1: mm-hmm. could have been. I like what little Carrie little says in the chat, and she says, different. "I think this whole situation refutes Harry has a hero hero complex. No, his first reaction is to find an adult, not to go off on his own." Oh, I like that a lot. Yes, yeah. where I still think he does a little bit. Where like, I think he, I think he knows where to where to stop. But I think he has feels a lot of responsibility. Um, especially in this whole situation with Voldemort, because like it's it comes down to him, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where, not so much a hero complex, but like he just feels responsible. Well, and he and said I think that's a big um, theme in his life. Well, and Harry, we talk about in- it a
2: little bit later in this chapter in my section.
1: Harry uh, even what? says, "Megan's like shit him." <laughs> <laughs> he says
0: in seven that he feels. Like, he's known all along that this is what he had to do. Yeah,
1: I think it's one of those, mm-hmm. like, it's in the back backyard where you yeah. just don't, don't want to acknowledge it, you know? And so
0: he's just living his moments as if that's his destiny, which it is. And this destiny. is how we get there. So the bell rings just then, and the students, you can hear them moving into the corridors. Quote, he remained quite still. Looking at Madame Pomfrey, terror was rising inside him. And I said the realization or not, of what was happening outside of Hogwarts is washing over him and he's slowly realizing that he is no one, almost, in the order to help him. So Harry runs through the list of people in the order that he can can talk to, discovering that they're all gone. Madame Pomfrey thinks that he's just shocked about McGonagall being gone because, you know, she knows he's a Gryffindor, that's his head of house. They're closer than probably uh, most of the other students, I would say. And, yeah. which is kind of, I mean, I'm sure Harry's really upset about McGonagall, but that's kind of having to take a back seat to mm-hmm. this at the moment. For sure. And then Madame Pomfrey goes on to say, quote, as if one of them could have stunned Minerva McGonagall face on by daylight. Cowardice. That's what it was. Despicable cowardice. If I wasn't worried what would happen to you students without me, I'd resign in protest. And I said, Madame Aww. Pomfrey is... A Bob's aprons lady. You go, Bobby. She cool.
2: She cool. She's just, she's great.
0: Which is one of the reasons why I thought her and Dumbledore were an item. (laughs) He's too
1: good for Dumbledore. (laughs) Shut up. I mean, where's the lie?
0: Shut up. I love my Dumbly. So Harry was in kind of a fog as he left the hospital wing. And he goes out into the crowd of students in the hallways and he's beginning to panic. And I just, I feel like, I feel like I can I can see this. Like you're in a sea of people and like the music starts playing and it's all like muffled and he's trying to run, right? He's freaking out, rightfully so. So he's trying to think of what he could do. And then finally a voice in his head, is it the horcrux? It's not. But <laughs> it says, Ron and Hermione, like, what are you doing, dude? Go to your best friend's. And so once again, he's running. He is pushing people out of the way. The students are yelling at him. He sprints back down to um, floors and he finds them. Harry, said Hermione at once, looking very frightened. What happened? Are you all right? Are you ill? Where have you been? Demanded Ron. And I said, ah, oh, friends.
3: Harry should run marathons. He's always he sprinting really
2: around that school, <laughs> up and down the stairs. I agree. Oh, boy. Ah, friends until they start questioning him so let's get into that
1: <laughs> well so, Ron is good Hermione is just Hermione, Hermione.
2: <laughs> jinx um, Hermione clearly has some claw in her but that's where I see her in this situation she's very much trying to ground them but anyway so Harry hurries them into an empty classroom to tell them what happened slash what he quote saw um, or dreamed And he blurts out immediately as soon as he closes the door that Voldemort's got serious and he doesn't know how, but he knows where. They're in the Department of Mysteries, end of row 97. He's torturing him and is going to end by killing him. And at the end of, like, saying all of this, he's shaking, his voice is shaking, um, and he just blurts out and says, how are we going to get there? And they're just kind of silent. Um, and Ron stammers. He's like, get there. And Harry's like, get to the Department of Mysteries so we can rescue Sirius. Um, and at this moment, Ron is not into this idea. <laughs> and really, definitely, neither is Hermione. Um, and Harry could not understand why they were both just gaping at him as though he was asking them something unreasonable. Um, is he asking them something unreasonable? I think at this moment, the answer is yes. (laughs) That's my opinion. Well,
0: let's let's see the other side of that. If he was going to do this without asking them and alone, just be like, hey, I'm going to the Department of Mysteries, do you really think that those two would say, okay, we'll see you later? No. There's no way that they would never, ever not go. Right. I mean, they walk with him. To essentially his his death they would have, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. has to sneak out to
2: go die
0: for them, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Um, I think that I really like what Kara said in the chat. Like clearly Harry has more time has had more time to think and process what needs to be done than Harry and Hermione in this moment. He literally just like, what did I say? He he said, Harry and Hermione. Oh, yes, Ron and Hermione. Like, clearly, he just threw this at them. It is, like, two seconds for them to even, like, comprehend what he is saying. Um, So he's, I mean, he's being a little bit like, what is wrong with you? We need to figure this out. When they're still just trying to, like, take in the information and be like, whoa, hold on. How do you know this? Like... Where is he? Why is he there? All this kind of like questions just going through his head. Go ahead, Tip.
0: And I think we would be remiss in not saying like they didn't see what he saw. So of course they're gonna have questions. Right. Right.
1: You know? Well, and I think part of him seeing it is like he saw what I happened saw to this, Arthur.
0: Trust me fully, let's go. And
1: like that happened and he almost died, and he doesn't want that same thing to happen to Sirius but they weren't there they didn't see it you know what i mean yeah 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 it's
0: different when you don't see it yeah you know and they don't they don't hear voldemort and they don't see him like harry does and harry like even just looking at that dude you know that's like like, real fear
1: his fake hair back going nobody sees me like potter does (sighs) nobody sees my real nose like (laughs) Potter. potter
0: And they don't have the to...
1: He's the only one that really sees me for who I am.
3: No one feels his emotion like Harry does. Yeah. Harry has the felt hate. literal literal like crazy person rage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What were you gonna say, Meg?
2: I was just gonna say, and like it doesn't take it all it takes for Ron to like get on board, and I'm gonna get to this in in a second here, but is for Harry to bring up Mr. Weasley. And he's yeah. like, Oh shoot yeah of course I'm like on your side you saved mm-hmm. my dad's life you know um but Hermione is trying to bring them down to earth a little bit here and she begins reasoning with Harry um and she brings up really good points in my opinion how so, does she says think that I know I cannot <laughs> comprehend like, well, how she's she she, genius. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she goes How did Voldemort get into the Ministry of Magic without anybody realizing he was there? It's five o'clock in the afternoon. The Ministry of Magic must be full of workers. How would Voldemort and Sirius have gotten in without being seen? Harry, they're probably the two most wanted wizards in the world. You think they could get into a building full of Aurors undetected? They did it this is
1: true <laughs> well, <and> also, <laughs> about it, i mean he was undesirable number one well and he got yeah. all the way into Umbridge's office so
0: i mean and also we have to think about later on she says this but literally they do go in to the ministry undetected. yeah but, that makes but i me almost wonder if
2: <laughs> she thinks they she thinks that like it's possible because well i don't know never mind i was gonna say because like she knows it can be done but she doesn't
1: i do have a question though Mm -hmm. so like how how's the order because they are obviously like arthur was attacked right sitting by the door or whatever wherever he was but they have people stationed there correct so like do they do 12-hour shifts or like when are they switching out how are they doing it so they don't get caught like are they getting is it only ministry workers
2: that are in there
1: I don't know. Who knows? Are they getting lunch breaks? Who what if you have to go to the bathroom? Like Eric do you just Munch. go and like flick it away or whatever they used to do?
0: Eric Munch. He's always around. <laughs> Manipulating These are just Eric. Things
1: that I immediately think about like how long are they stationed there? I don't know. Who relieves them? What happens if they're late? Like I don't know.
0: I don't know. Voldemort shows up and he starts like doing snake
2: stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I mean, she's clearly thinking logically here. And I think that, yes, if it's 5 o'clock, yeah, how are they in there? But there are clearly, you know, Harry's thinking in his head. He's like, probably, there's ways around everything, you know? I mean, like, look at all Mm -hmm. those crazy stuff that, like, how on earth did somebody infiltrate the Triwizard Tournament and get him sent to uh, a cemetery out in the middle of nowhere, you know? It's just like, he... But he's also just seeing red. So I said, like, she points, she's got major points here. And the fact that this isn't even somewhat of a red flag to Harry is a little bit disappointing, but also he's seeing red. And he saw what he saw and he's going to believe it because all of the other things he's seen haven't been a lie. Mm -hmm. So in his mind, he's not going to believe the fact that he can be manipulated by Voldemort because up till this point, he has seen things and they have been real. Yeah. Yeah. So he has no reason to believe otherwise. Hermione is just kind of playing devil's advocate. Like we knew this could happen. This could be the moment.
1: It it was smart on Voldemort's half, you know, like thinking like he has basically accidentally been letting him in and seeing things. He's like, now I'm going to turn that trick around on you and be like, I'm going to show you this. So, like, you can do my bidding. I
0: literally of. wonder if Voldemort had been, like, sitting in, like, a meditative state just waiting for that feeling of Harry's weakness.
1: Have you watched Soul Possibly. yet? The new movie on Pixar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes me think of that. They, like, the one guy, a couple <laughs> of them, like, go into, like, whatever the plane is called. I enjoy. Yeah.
2: that movie. Yeah. That's a good point. That's funny.
1: Graham but Norton they the When they're now. in
2: the, um the pirate ship but i don't know what is that area that they i don't don't remember i've only watched it one time anyway it was funny um so where did i leave off okay so harry says maybe he used an invisibility cloak or something which literally honestly doesn't make any sense but okay harry so he also then says the department of mysteries is always empty when i've been and hermione stops him and she goes you've never been there Harry you've dreamed about that place um in his
1: defense he's been outside the door
2: <laughs> true, true. <laughs> uh so after Hermione reminds him that all he's done is dream about the department of mysteries Harry is shouting at shouty capital Harry is back Mm. um they're not normal dreams and he had the feeling that he wanted to shake her and I think that this is really just because he is in panic mode because again he's thinking of the situation with Arthur where it was literally if he didn't if he didn't tell somebody when he told them like he would have died and yes Arthur means a lot to Harry but not as much as serious means to him yeah. Um, and Voldemort knew exactly what to show Harry to get him to act this way. Like, he read him like a book. Mm-hmm. Like, this was exactly what he needed to show him to put him in this mindset. Um, yeah. So Kelly in the I've- chat said oh, PTSD. Okay. It is definitely he's playing on his PTSD. I
0: wonder if Voldemort, like, knew... How much Sirius meant to Harry, whether it was because of someone else telling Creature? him, like a Death Eater, or if he could feel that, you know, that's a two-way connection.
1: Um, I would say both, because like I think that's that Lucius Malfoy. Luscious. He was the one that saw him at the train station, right? So like he mm-hmm. knows. He probably knows that it was his godfather, you know what I mean? And did he make him an orphan? <laughs> <laughs> Made him an orphan. <laughs> and I think that he realized like he's willing to like basically step out of the shadows to like take him to the train and like Voldemort's not a dumb guy, you know what I mean? So I think it might be a little bit of both. Um and then I was gonna say something else and I forget what that something else. Oh. I remember. Have you ever been that mad or like that angry? Like when you're talking to someone, you're trying to convince them and like yes. they don't believe you. Yeah. It's the worst feeling.
2: It really mm-hmm. is. And I get to the point where like I just want to start crying because I'm so frustrated that they're not listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. That sucks. Um, so then Harry goes, Well, how do you explain Ron's dad? So Ron quietly now, because I think he kind of like is nervous to be in the middle of these two at this moment in time. And he just quietly says, like, he's got a point. But Hermione is desperate at this point and just goes, but this is just just so unlikely. How on earth could Voldemort have got hold of Sirius when he's been in grimald place all the time? Um, and now Ron is kind of on Harry's side and says that he might have cracked and just wanted some fresh air. He's been desperate to get out of the house for ages but hermione still is not convinced like why serious why would voldemort use serious um and i i wonder if this has to do with like potentially information from creature
1: i think that would aid it as well as i think it's yeah. like a combination of things you know what i mean like he's getting snippets of stuff from like he was at the train station we know he's harry's godfather um, and I, I think, like, if Harry's feeling Voldemort's emotions, that he must be feeling Harry's, in my opinion. I don't, um, I don't know.
2: A couple people in the chat are talking about, potentially, do you think that Snape would have given this information? Because this could be a piece of information mm-hmm. that Dumbledore would have been willing for Snape to give to Voldemort. Because I Dumbledore just... does not see it as a weakness to have people know you love or care about someone.
1: I don't know if Dumbledore would allow, like, I don't think Dumbledore would hit, but I think that Snape might be vindictive enough to because he doesn't like Sirius. I don't know. But I also think, I don't also think no. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that's a
2: hard situation. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I don't think Dumbledore, I don't think that that's a possibility. if, If Snape ever said anything about it, it had nothing to do with Dumbledore, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I, I just think don't, that if Snape... I just don't see him being like, Yeah, no, that's fine to tell. I also don't under don't I don't know.
1: I don't think I don't think Dumbledore tells Snape like as much you know what Mm-mm. I mean? Like I think he trusts him enough to be like, you know what to tell him. you know what not to tell him.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I... as we know, like like he never told Snape what Harry's true purpose
2: was until the very end.
1: <laughs> until the yeah. very end.
2: Yeah. Always. I think that this is something that I could see Snape saying, but I don't know if Dumbledore would have aided in yes. saying yes, tell him mm-hmm. that information. But I, I could yeah. see, because uh, this is kind of a similar situation, if you think about it, to to Snape not really caring what happened to James. He just cared about what happened to Lily. He doesn't necessarily care what happens to Sirius and agree. if this and if this information did help him um not look like a spy and it could have maybe gotten serious injured he wouldn't have felt bad about it
1: correct
0: do you know what I really the more that I think about this is so we have to talk about creature right he's gonna come up a lot and so creature goes to miss Bella Right. Miss Bella and Miss Sissy. They're nice to him. They're probably asking questions. Who's been there? What have you heard? Well, Creature is going to know that Sirius is Harry's godfather. And that in itself could have been the piece of information that made Voldemort just be like, "Okay, you. Yeah.
1: Isn't that like known? I would think that they would know that at least. What
0: about Sirius being Harry's godfather? Yeah,
1: I'm not saying just because Harry didn't know. I'm thinking like, so I feel v- like Harry... that
0: probably would have been very public with Peter Pettigrew having his role.
1: So then, why would not they already know that? I don't know. It just makes it just
0: it's just interesting to me, like because he could have he could have chosen other people too. Like he could have done Weasleys could have taken.
1: Yeah, but I think he, maybe he realizes like. That, that Sirius is, like, the closest thing Harry has to, for what Harry's feeling. Well. To, like, a connection to the Wizarding World, where, like, in another life, basically, he would, like, that's where his home would be, would be living with Sirius.
0: Yeah, and well, that might be the information that Peter passed along, because, you know, when they were coming out of the Whomping Willow, and Harry and Sirius were talking about Harry going and living with him, and Harry was so full of joy, like that could be information that stuck right into Peter's head. And we know that he's one to, to that likes to pass along some info.
1: Yeah. He doesn't like to keep secrets to himself. No, he doesn't. He's probably got a lot of stitches.
2: You ain't kidding. So, um, Vinny brought up Peter Pettigrew, um, and said like, We forgot about him. But I don't No, I brought
0: up Peter Pettigrew.
2: (laughs) Well, but Vinny brought it up in the chat. Well oh yeah, yeah, never mind. Anyway, so I think
0: that listen, I love my second husband, but give credit where credit is due, I am. Third Third Um, husband, apologies all around.
2: (laughs) But I think that I think that Peter would not necessarily have known their actual relationship like I'm sure Peter knew obviously Peter knew Sirius was Harry's godfather but I don't think that he would have known their that they were actually close
0: combination I think it's a combination of yeah. Mr. Predigrew and Mr. Creature
1: <laughs> I think that we also like Voldemort's not Dumb. Dumb, and even <laughs> though like I think he fails to make those types of connections, mm. he's not stupid enough to think that other people can't make those connections. Because you know what w- I mean, it's
0: foolish, right? He's gonna play on the fool to care about someone is foolish.
1: Yeah, he's not wrong, Tiffany. I'm a fool for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh... All
2: right, um, where did I leave off? Okay. Harry, okay, so Harry is convinced, and he just kind of, he doesn't really give reasons, he just says, loads of reasons, that's why Voldemort would have used Sirius. <laughs> but then Ron says, Sirius's brother was a Death Eater, wasn't he? Maybe he told Sirius the secret of how to get the weapon. And Harry agrees and, and adds, yeah, and that's why Dumbledore has been so keen to keep Sirius locked up. And I think that, like, this is... This is major speculation on their part. And they're just kind of like, yeah, they're like egging each other on like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Even though they really have no, idea. Have no idea. I mean,
1: <laughs> he is kind of, Voldemort is kind of using Sirius to get the weapon. But what they don't know is that we know they that they don't know is mm-hmm. that they're using it to get Harry to there to get the weapons so of Voldemort. Right. It. Well, yeah. Because knowledge is power. <laughs> knowledge knowledge is, power. is the weapon.
2: Mm-hmm. um so stuff's about to get cantankerous aka pretty uh prickly prickly so look this is hold on who's saying this this is Hermione sorry she says look I'm sorry but neither of you are making sense and we've got no proof for any of this no proof Voldemort and Sirius are even there and then Ron interjects and says Harry's seen them And then Hermione goes on and says, you, this isn't a criticism, Harry, but you do sort of, I mean, don't you think you've got a bit of a a saving people thing? And I'm going to say it. It's a little bit true. It is a little bit true. He does. But but this, this,
0: this, this leaves bad taste in my mouth. I kind of agree. This leaves the same taste in my mouth. (laughs) Sounds such a bad thing to say. (laughs) Uh, As the same, When she said that she wished she could see Thestrals, it just seems like as much as she thinks about it, it's not well thought. I don't know.
3: I think this is a good example of, and Jess brought this up, of it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much as stand up to our friends. Because she doesn't want to hurt Harry, Mm -hmm. but in her own way, this is her trying to protect him because he is very impulsive. While his intentions are always good.
2: He also but, saves a lot of lives. That's true. Just saying. He does, but in <laughs> at this moment, like I almost feel like this situation is really difficult to compare to other situations when it comes to Harry because he genuinely is not thinking about the fact that he's been warned that this could happen that that Voldemort could infiltrate his mind and put information in there that isn't true. He was told this would happen. He tr- he took occlumency lessons, failed miserably at them, but took them and understood <laughs> that he needed it and knew why he needed it. And Hermione is literally just trying to reach out to him and be like, Harry, please listen. Like, this does not make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And like hearing Harry clap back at her over and over just like saying, no, Hermione, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. When she truly believes that she's right, like Sometimes you say something that comes off, maybe not in the way that you mean it to, but it's also a little true.
0: You have to remember, though, that Harry did try and find someone. Like I don't want he that didn't. to sure. go.
2: But that's why I think that the rug. I don't think that he is. He has a hero complex. I don't well, agree I, with that, and yeah, I do I think that this chapter is it disavows that is that the right word i'm looking for i don't know um disproves disproves yeah disproves that he has a hero complex but that doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't kind of have a saving people thing i mean maybe she worded it wrong she did i'm trying to think of like the right word because like I, i
0: just i just don't like i don't care for the words she chose it's I first. understand
1: what she is saying. I wonder, though, how the situation would be different. But he has to think, we like... we were doing... Like, if this was Arthur. Like, if this was, like, that that situation, but now... So, like, they don't have McGonagall to go through. They don't have Dumbledore. They don't mm-hmm. have Hagrid. He would have died. So, like, granted, we know, because we've read the series, that this isn't actually happening. Right. And that Sirius is fine. But Harry doesn't know that. So, like, what happened... Like, think of, like, how... Guilty, he would feel like. Think about Cedric times a million,
2: yeah, for sure. And I, also, I think that the conclusion that Hermione's worried about is that he jumps to how are we going to get there, not how are we going to get to somebody else to help. It's how are we going to get there, and Harry needs to take a step back and realize maybe the three of us shouldn't be the people that go, and we should try to get to Grimwald Place instead of the ministry it's always those three <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, but but, I wonder but if that, that would part is, be a time waster for harry you know going like, to Grimald place in his mind like
1: No, this is a bit comes down to him you know what i mean so i wonder if that's part of it too is like yes absolutely he is impulsive we know he's a hothead. and hermione is very logical where she's like let's just take a step back let's have a deep breath and think things through where, like, Harry's just like, oh, I'm already there. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm already gone. where But he's also thinking, like, the whole reason any of this stuff is happening is because of him. Like, Voldemort wants to kill him. So, like, any of that is collateral damage that he doesn't want to happen. Because people have
0: always been getting hurt or dying for him. I air-quoted you know and he he has that on him all the time so he if if Cedric is even in the back of his mind he's not going to let another Cedric happen because of him
1: and also like it's it's probably one of like his most important people in his life that he just got back
0: yeah i don't know i probably would do the
1: same Hermione i mean
0: Hermione's right i just don't care for the word usage yeah.
2: <laughs> i just think that for in this situation like Hermione is always there to jump on board with Harry and the fact that she isn't right now should say something about the situation like that's what I think is so frustrating to Hermione because she is always there to back Harry up nine times out of ten when it comes to situations like this she believes him and she trusts him but the fact that this situation Hermione is like a hundred percent You know, like, what is another word? I'm trying to say a a bad word mixed with the word bent, and I can't figure out another word. Heck bent. Heck Heck. bent. (laughs) 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 On, On getting him to understand that this is what Dumbledore was warning him of. And I think that the fact that he's not taking her words seriously makes her (laughs) say something (laughs) that she should have said differently, but also kind of needed to be said.
1: I I think that part of this whole thing that I think we all find frustrating is that like, she is right and we know what's going to happen. So that's frustrating in and of itself. But I think this is also a big learning point for Harry because later on, like when do we ever see him not, Automatically, li- not automatically listening to her, but like he I'll takes tell a you step when. back and he's like, "All right, let's talk about this and make a plan." I'll tell you when. Okay, tell me when.
0: Well, of course, it's in seven. <laughs> well, Hermione wants absolutely nothing to do with the Deathly Hollows. With- she also doesn't, doesn't want to go to Godric's it. Hollow. Yeah. She doesn't want to. Well, she- and then she eventually goes just because there's nothing else. to do let's be real. They so were yeah. done camping. They <laughs> camping. <laughs> Ate
3: too many s'mores.
0: And then, um, with the whole breaking into Gringotts thing, like, or no, was it breaking in no, that one was different. It was the ministry. Was she wanted to plan ministry. more. She wanted to go more. And he's like, hard pass. I, everything goes to heck anyway. We're going in.
1: I think she's the type of person that she wants everything planned. And I think Harry's a little bit more But that's realistic. not life. Yes. That is yes. not life. So like, I think that this is just learning points for them. You know what I mean? Um, we're like, shh. She's not wrong, but she is wrong. He's not wrong, but he is wrong. Like, and it's for, and I think the biggest thing, honestly, for us is that it's so frustrating that like one tweak and Sirius wouldn't have died. Yeah, use the mirror. It's so it's so aggravating. Or, but who- also like it ha- like think like a thing that sucks about war in real life and in stories, people die, and it's sad and it's frustrating, but it happens.
0: I don't know. I think I'm also like, why didn't she think it's Nate? I can't
1: expect it. I don't to think do any everything. of them trusted I don't think anybody. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Drives me well,
2: crazy. I mean, I think at this moment in time, they just kind of forget because once he does show up into the picture, they do figure out a way to like tell him something don't they or is that a movie yeah. they I that actually happens in, the like book, it right? happens in the
1: book what did I, you I say
0: say it again I'm like they snape, do right? tell
2: they do padfoot like yes like so snape.
0: yeah Where's so it? snape comes into umbridge's office and he tries to think of a way to like tell him but without saying serious you know right at the ministry but he says yeah uh, they have padfoot in the place where it's hidden and snape's like i don't know what you're talking about and then he like strolls on out of there with style and did you get a shirt? No one about to. Oh, okay. Um. And but then Snape goes and like acts upon that, but it's too late. Yeah. Doesn't he? Am I wrong? He does check. He, he does check. Isn't he
2: the reason why the Order ends up going?
0: You are the reason. I don't know. I'm it's been sure. a long time since I know since, he I does think. check, yeah, but he, he doesn't goes, let yeah. on he, to Harry. He's the reason why
2: the Order shows up. He, but, but here's he the thing: in front of yeah. Umbridge, he's just go, like
0: go Kate, Mabel, playing
3: yeah, the part, which not, I Kate. get. Yeah,
0: go okay. But I
3: wish that he would have like come given back, Harry, some sort of indication that he was doing something. Maybe after other students. Them. I don't
1: think he wants to give them to the satisfaction. You know, it just drives <sighs>
0: me crazy because that could have also helped. Say that, um, you know, he asked the Inquisitorial Squad people who were holding Ginny and Neville and Luna hostage or even ask those three all right where'd they go because you know they're looking out the window they're look they know where they're going snape could have went and tried to find them and been like yo he's still at grim place having some tea let's talk about this
3: <laughs> yeah
0: it, it it literally makes me crazy that the the lack of that relationship you know even if it's just a small one where they could talk to one another could have changed the outcome of this and truth be told i mean do we really think that snape is sorry about the outcome no no and that's heartbreaking too Yes. there's just so many
3: there's There's so many hands (laughs) involved there's so many if this would have changed like even a small bit it all would have been different
0: it makes me really sad yeah and that's why you have to be stinking kind to people and that's why you always leave a note.
1: Snapes are like
0: onions. But you just... just Be nice to people. Just be nice. Snapes are like onions. Change the title. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there are... There's Like Kate said, there's a lot of hands in this. There's a lot of layers in
1: this. There's a lot of There's ifs. a lot of hands in the onions.
2: <laughs> I think that for the whole Harry-Hermione situation, it just kind of boils down to the fact that Hermione is frustrated that... He's not believing her because she always sides with him, and she the fact to slow that down she's and he's questioning. Like, no, we I yeah. think that he's yeah. also
1: frustrated that she's not listening to him. They're I for mean, sure. For they're running sure. heads. They're kids. Kids. They're teenagers. Everything's frustrating when you're a teenager. I got a bit.
2: So after she says the whole saving people thing bit, she then brings up Gobble to Fire and how in the lake or the Triwizard Tournament, not Gobble to Fire, whatever. She brings up the book. That's crazy. Um, how in the lake in the he a got lake? a bit carried away with saving Gabrielle. Um, oh, not my lake,
0: the but oh, a-
2: lake. <laughs> Oh yeah, not that lake. I don't <laughs> the have a lake. lake.
0: Let me be um, clear. <laughs> lake.
2: I don't have a lake full of bodies. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, um, but got a puddle a in backyard. Wave,
1: <laughs> but the a soul. wave
2: of hot, prickly anger swept Harry's body, swept through Harry's body. Um, and then he says, "That's funny because I definitely remember Ron saying I'd wasted time." acting the hero is that what you think this is um and I wouldn't agree with acting the hero because that means he wants to do it for attention but this is his total Gryffindor trait and this scene also is exactly why Hermione definitely has some claw in her like she is literally just trying to be logical about this she wants a plan she wants to make sure that this is true before they act on it and Harry is just like impulsive we've got to do something about this because this could be a a ron's dad situation which you know like we have literally said for like 20 minutes now like they're both correct so it's frustrating um but hermione looks scared and then she says i'm just trying to say voldemort knows you harry he took Ginny down into the chamber of secrets to lure you there It's the kind of thing he does. He knows you're the sort of person who must go to Sirius's aid, who'd go to Sirius's aid. What if he's just trying to get you into the Department of Mysteries? And Harry responds and cuts her off and says, Hermione, it doesn't matter if he's done it to get me there or not. They've taken McGonagall to St. Mungo's. There isn't anyone left from the order at Hogwarts who we can tell. And if we don't go, Sirius is dead. Uh, And then she says, but Harry, what if your dream was was just that a dream
0: Ugh, this is such painful truth in hindsight of it's a reread so sad. it makes me want to bomb he could have used the mirror we could have been fine he could have went into his little horcrux mind and said voldemort you can kiss my tush i'm not believing you everything could have been cool Ugh. Alas, okay
2: but real worse. life question do you really think that that anger was the horcrux no. no it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> okay because I was like I definitely don't think it was
0: <laughs> um, now I say it is <laughs> no that's oh.
1: that's pure Harry do you really want to make me cry I will make you cry that's Harry singing in his mind to Hermione because he's upset
3: mm. I think that's I kidding. would be in this situation I think I would actually be Harry because of, like the anxiety factor of there even if it was just like a 5% what there's that what if it's like, well, what am know. i supposed yeah. to do i have but to like, go it's not i have to go <sighs> out of out of I pure would, terror so... I, I and like ptsd go. he's already almost lost arthur this
2: is his one like family know, connection but like it's not like you're just like going around the corner and opening a door and being like oh serious you're asleep okay great no you're literally like leaving hogwarts <laughs> under the supervision of <laughs> professor umbridge Going to the Ministry of Magic after hours and potentially running into Voldemort. I know. I but, would go, you know? and I
1: probably would not even stop to say anything to anybody. I would just go. Like, I think if I had maybe a phone, if it was nowadays, times, I'd be like, "Y'all, heading to the Ministry. Stuff's going down. Peace <laughs> Meet out." Meet me there if you want.
0: <laughs> I would go. What do you? uh, What do you think I would do?
1: Tiff would go. I probably would go.
0: I'd be gone already.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, I think you, well, and like, if my friend texts me that, I would be like, I'm meeting you there. Like, I wouldn't let them go. I wouldn't let them be by themselves.
0: I mean, we can make an argument for both sides of this.
1: Absolutely. Is it Either smart them- to,
0: to act upon your yeah. impulsive feelings? Sure. Is it smart to think it out? Sure. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Are you line. looking
3: at it from both sides?
2: I'm a, <laughs> I'm a puff. Call me yellow and black. I'm a puff, puff, puff. I mean like realistically Puff, if sides. I saw Puff, a if, vision if you, of, of Kate, somebody hurting of Kate. my mom or Katie yeah. like, I would have been there you'd already go.
0: yeah and if I was like no Megan let's think about this logically you'd be like <laughs>
1: i mean realistically if my friend is saying that i'd be like you're either coming with me right now or you're gonna stay back and if my friend said that to me i'd be like well then i'm coming with you so we like, would I'm all be the along. trio
0: in this situation i think <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> i all be Harry. <laughs> and i would literally actually hard. be
3: ron like
2: uh uh i mean he has a point it's uh, hard. i don't know just it's tell hard. me where we're going and that's why ron's got a little puff in him <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's hard to talk about this knowing the outcome. Yeah. Yes. You so. know, I think that's
1: part of it too is we're like re- yeah. I mean, if you if you take a step back you, I think a lot of people probably would be Harry, not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, and I think that's why like this is a, a little bit of a learning thing. We're like neither one of them really are wrong. Like I, I absolutely would be Harry wanting to go. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong about taking a step back. Like no. they don't have a lot of time. I would say maybe 20 minutes from now until when they like everything happens. You know what I mean? If that, because how long does it take Harry to run back to the common room? grab us off and then meet them and then they just had to wait for the corridor to like clear out like it's not that long and then all the so, like, time realistically that they they're not waiting that long to like in the talk to the flu people you know what i mean
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> excuse me i'd like to call the flu network it's one eight eight flu it's like 1-800-FLU-NETWORK <laughs> welcome to the flu network where all your dreams come through <clears throat> Get it because it's flu and it's got powder. <laughs> I, love I think you. you
3: could actually do FluNet and that would be enough
0: numbers.com.
1: Oh that my god, 100 FluNet.
2: 1 800 FluNet. 1
1: 800 FluNet. When we a, bring people do you, when you need to talk to someone across the world, use a FluNet.
0: Use some powder and stick your head in the fire. You'll want to puke for just a second, but <laughs> then you can chat.
1: It's the flu net.
0: Dot- <laughs> ah. <It's dot> net. <laughs>
3: What's happening? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Let's go to the yellow.
1: Yellow.
3: Yellow. Yellow. So Hermione had just said, What if it was just a dream? Like, what if it literally was just a dream? And Harry lets out quote Aurora frustration and it literally makes Hermione step back and like kind of look a little scared um and he's like you just don't get it I'm not having nightmares it's not just dreaming why else would I have been taking occlumency lessons like why else would Dumbledore want to prevent me from seeing these things because they're real Sirius is trapped if you don't want to come with me to save him that's fine I'm going so Hermione like, no, you like, you've just said it. Dumbledore wants you to learn Occlumency to shut these visions out of your mind. And if you'd done it properly, you probably wouldn't have seen this vision. Here goes Harry with some shouty capitals. He's like, if you think I'm just going to sit here and act like I didn't just see what I saw. And Hermione's like, Sirius himself told you there's nothing more important than learning to close your mind and Harry argues back, and he's like, yeah, well, if Sirius knew what I just saw, he might be saying something different right now. So, like, I think someone in the chat said it. This, like, may be the worst fight these two have. Yeah. And again, it's so frustrating because, like, they're both correct. (laughs) Uh, uh, So the classroom door bursts open while they're in the middle of the screaming match, and they all whip around, and Ginny and Luna walk in, and Ginny's like, Hey, we recognize Harry's voice. Like, what's going on? So I took it from the book because I like their banter. So never you mind. (laughs) Never you mind.
1: Not like their first marital spat.
3: (laughs) Exactly. And I like the way Ginny handles Harry.
1: Yes.
3: (laughs) So never you mind, said Harry roughly. Ginny raised her eyebrows. There's no need to take that tone with me, she said coolly. I was only wondering whether I could help. Well, you can't, said Harry shortly. You're being rather rude, you know, said Luna serenely. Harry swore and turned away. The very last thing he wanted now was a conversation with Luna Lovegood. So here's some awesome banter between Harry and Ginny because Harry doesn't or Ginny doesn't take Harry's crap pretty much. And how funny that like in a very the very near future Harry's going to see Luna in a very different light.
1: I have a lightning bolt question.
3: Go for it. Is this a yes or no?
1: No. What swear do we think Harry said? (laughs) You don't have to actually say it, but. I thought it'd
3: be um, funny to ask. a good one. A good one.
0: <laughs> a real nice one.
3: Probably like the bomb of them all. But so Hermione's like, wait, they can't help, and then she goes into like kind of like plan mode. She's like, we have to really find out if Sirius isn't at Grimald Place. And she begs Harry, like, please just check he isn't home. And if he's not there, I swear I won't stop you. I'll come with you. I'll do whatever it takes to save him. So this really does, and Harry does come to realize it, it does show her loyalty and how she's really not trying to, she's not trying to stop she him is, from doing something. She best interests yes. at heart. And he does come to see it. Yeah. But it's it's frustrating because he's just like, Sirius is gonna die we gotta go yeah and he says that he's like Sirius is being tortured right now we can't just like waste time checking again what would if they had waste time with Arthur he would have died and Hermione's like but what if this is a trick Like we have to check and then she comes up with the plan and looks terrified that she said it like let's use Umbridge's fire to contact him we can draw Umbridge away and Ginny and Luna can be lookouts shout out to those two because immediately Ginny's like yeah we'll do it and, and Luna's like, when you say serious, are you talking about Stubby Boardman? <laughs> Anybody remember Stubby Boardman? Oh
1: I think God. we Good talked about stub, him. Stub.
3: We talked about him, I think, <sighs> earlier in this book with the Quibbler, but just as yes. a recap. Yeah.
0: The very he's beginning of the train.
3: Yeah, he's a British wizard and a lead <laughs> singer of a musical group called the Hobgoblins. And in the Quibbler, they uh, speculated that he was actually Sirius
2: Black in disguise. He deserves the Felix Files.
1: <laughs> <Stubby>. I agree. <laughs> Could he be this year's Eric Munch?
3: Maybe. Oh my goodness, yes. Stubby 2021. <laughs> 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 so she asks this and no one answers her. So then Harry's like, fine. Hermione, if you can think of a way of doing this quick, I'm in. But otherwise, I'm going to the Department of Mysteries. And Luna tries to ask, why are you going to go there? And again, he ignores her. So he's so cold to her right now because he just thinks, like, I can't deal with wacky, dreamy Luna. But, like, she is a solution from here on out. Like, she does nothing but contribute to the end from here on.
1: So, like, if you think about it, These are the people that, like, help him. They're the only ones, really, that help him to the end of time. Seven, Really? Yep. Kind of is Ginny, because she's not really there. But he also, like, I think, you know, he, like, burns for her, as what's his face would say? The Duke would say.
0: Ooh.
2: I burn for you. Yeah. Man, that part of Bridgerton was so hot.
1: That was hot. <laughs> you mean just the duke? Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah. we went there.
0: I'm going to say can confirm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. Oh, yep.
1: Hey. Oh, are you done?
3: I am done.
1: Okay. I didn't know for sure. Okay. Um so, I had to th- I like I like this section of this book, this this chapter because It kind of shows how good they all are kind of of thinking on their feet. Like Ron immediately is able to say like how he's going to help out and Ginny, how she's going to help out. And Hermione literally in the seconds they were talking about this, their minutes, they were talking about this already has a plan set up. So her plan is for one of them to go and distract Umbridge from coming back to her office by sending her in the wrong direction. Ron volunteers to go and immediately is like, okay, I'll tell Umbridge that Peeves is messing up the transfiguration department because it's on the other side of the castle. And he also was like, probably if I see Peeves on the way, like it won't take a lot of um, work to get him to actually do it. So like it might help out. And then the next step for her, or for this whole plan is to have like the corridor remain free of students and to get the students that are in the corridor out. So Jenny volunteers herself and Luna to stand at the ends of the corridor to make sure no one comes down the hall and they're going to use, Garrotting gas, garotting gas, garroting gas as an excuse. I don't know if I said that correctly. Um, and Hermione's is like, oh, and she's like, well, I got the idea from the twins before they left. They were going to use something like that. So I went to the good old Google to look this up. And so it's a colorless um, gas and it's garrotting gas, G A R R O T T I N G. It's produced as a result from a uh, creation of a certain potion Although I don't think it tells us like what potion, um, and that it's part of a video game, but is what this says. Um, anyone exposed to the gas will find themselves choking, and as a result, they may suffocate as the gas catches people f- by the neck if they pass through it. Um, and then we, the history of it, like Harry or friend George, were planning to release some in Hogwarts during. It says Dolores Umbridge's tyrannical tenure as head minstress. I don't know why I'm struggling to read words. But they didn't do it. <laughs> they left before they did that. Um, but the etymology of it is uh, garot is a wiry weapon that can be used to strangle a victim. It also may refer to the act of ripping through something. Um, but like when I Googled it, also like it's like a thing. Um, so it says like, Grotte or Grotteville. I don't know. It's a Spanish word, and I don't know how to pronounce Spanish words because I want to say V instead of because I took French for so long. <laughs> and it says it's a weapon, most often a handheld ligature of chain, rope, scarf, wire, or fishing line um, to strangle a person. Jeez. And so um, they can be made out of different materials. A stick may be used to tighten the Grotte. The Spanish word actually refers to the stick itself. It says, um, in the Spanish term, I also refer to a rope and stick used to constrict a limb as a torture device, uh, which just sounds horrible. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like I've seen this happen in like movies and stuff where they've used something to like tie around the, the person's neck and I don't like it. Yikes. So after they've established what all of their roles are going to be, it's then left for Harry and Hermione. They're going to be underneath the invisibility cloak. They're going to talk to Sirius. And Harry reminds her that he isn't home. So they're not going to be talking to Sirius. So she corrects herself (laughs) that they're just going to go see if Sirius is home or not. But they're using Umbridge's flu because if we remember she has the only flu that's allowed to be working and open in all of these things. The only
0: flu that's allowed to fly. 1-800-FLU-NET
1: and then quoting from the book it says even through his anger and impatience harry recognized hermione's offer to accompany him into umbridge's office as a sign of solidarity and loyalty and i just really like that just to remind like as much as they were just fighting like hermione is in harry's corner even if they don't agree on how to get there yeah. basically um so everything's planned out. Hermione thinks that they will get about five minutes for this whole plan to work. And Harry's like, that's enough time. They just need to go now. And she's like, oh, what? Like, now?" And Harry's like, I'm not going to wait to do this. Because he's basically was like, I'm not going to wait till after dinner. Like, we're going to do it now. Um, And he's getting tortured as they speak. So, like, let's go. So she's like, all right, fine. So he has to go and get his cloak. They'll meet back at the end of Umbridge's corridor once he's there. Like, gets all of this stuff. So he runs whoop, 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 to get his cloak. Just like that. He sees Seamus and Dean who tell him that they're planning a celebration in the common room after dusk um, because they're hey. done with their tests. So mm. Harry barely, bear, barely barely hears Barely! Barely! Did you know that Tiffany loves bears?
0: <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I love
1: bears! <laughs> so Harry barely hears them on his way to get his cloak um. And he, like on his way, he's talking. Like, here's some talking about black market butter beers. <laughs> um, and he's like flying by with his cloak and the <laughs> knife that Sirius got him. They ask Harry if he wants to spend some galleons because Harold Dingle.
2: Look, <clears throat> just we- playing Harold's
1: game. Shout out to Harold Dingle. Harold Dingle could send sell them some <laughs> fire whiskey. And Harry, like, doesn't even bother answering. So I want to talk about some things because. Let's talk about that after hours Gryffindor potty. But they're also like. I feel like they're young. Anyways, yeah, they let's are. first talk about the Knife. So... Thinks of the Knife, but not the mirror. I'm reminding y'all that Sirius <laughs> gave um, Harry Potter a magical penknife for Harry Christmas. Harry Potter? Um, in 1994. Not 1995. But a year later. Or sooner, I should say. Um, cool. Because I, like, forgot about it. Not forgot about it, but... Totally forgot about it. That's and, the knife
2: that unlocks everything, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. I was getting to that. Oh, sorry. So I was going to tell people what a pen knife is. It's a small pocket knife with the blade that folds into the handle. So oh, a pocket knife. When I was a kid, I really <laughs> wanted one of those. I don't know why. Ew, what a weirdo. Um, so the description, it had attachments designed to open any lock and untie any knot, even if they had been protected against the unlocking charm or similar spells to use the device to open a locked door. One inserted its blade into the crack between the door and the door jam, and then they just have to say hello Hamora or "Open Sesame."
3: Does it untie Open a knot you <laughs> Cut it.
1: <laughs> so really, all they did <laughs> do they <laughs> stick it in the door frame between the door and the door frame and slide it up and down like a credit card. Yeah, which I don't know how people do that. Anyways, however, it. there were some doors that cannot be opened by this knife, such as the door to the love chamber in the Department of Mysteries. That particular lock caused the blade to melt. But also, you just need to love to get into the love chamber. That's why Voldemort couldn't get in. Um, Yeah. There's some other. We see this like he regretted not bringing his knife with him when he was um, doing the, the Wizard Tournament and he was underwater. And then he brings it with him. Two words.
0: Harold Dingle.
1: So, yeah, he's about to have it and then lose it. Well, I mean, it breaks.
0: Can you imagine just
1: marrying into that family? Who, Harold Dingle? I would love to be Mrs. Dingle. You'd love to be Harry Dingle. Okay, so let's talk about Harold Dingle. He's a wizard at Hogwarts during the 1990s, where I wasn't. I like the Wikia says he was either born in the late 70s or early 80s. Um, his species is human. His gender is male. Um, in 1996, he tried to sell a substance that he claimed was powdered dragon claw to students studying for their OWLs. In truth, the substance was dried doxy droppings, which, like, makes sense because where's some student going to get... Powdered Dragon Claw. What
0: a dang swindler.
1: Um, Hermione Granger confiscated them because she's a prefect and she's not dumb. Harold later offered to sell fire whiskey to Dean and Seamus. I wonder if that even was uh, this kid's bad real news. fire whiskey. <laughs> Does it say who his parents <laughs> is probably, It was probably plain old whiskey like Mr. Muggle Dingy. Whiskey. <laughs> and Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Dingle. <laughs> 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 he, probably bought, he probably bought whiskey from Target. <laughs> Hey. Uh, so the etymology Jeez. the etymology of the name Harold is from the old English uh name Harewild meaning leader of the army
3: interesting Leader
1: of which is market. army and <laughs> wailed which is leader or ruler I don't know what y'all are laughing about Katie
0: had
3: like a good
1: one she's like
2: leader of a black market <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, the old Norris cognate is that how you'd say that? This word.
2: Oh my gosh, Liv in the chat said this is the trench coat kid from recess.
1: <laughs> yes! Um, Harold her- was also common among Scandinavian settlers in England. This was the name of five kings of Norway and three kings of Denmark. It also was also born by two kings of England, two of whom were from mixed Scandinavian and Anglo-Saxon backgrounds, including Harold II, who lost the Battle of Hastings, We were just talking about the Duke of Hastings. Mm. Hot. Um, And he was killed in it. Harold II, not the Duke of Hastings. But I don't know. The Duke at that time might have also died. Um, Which led to the Norman Conquest. After the conquest, the name died out. But it's back again. Because it was eventually revived in the 19th century. And uh, Dingle (laughs) is a small wooded valley. Adele. A deer. Um... (sighs) So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah. Uh, it Makes me think things when they're having a party in the common room, but I guess they're like head of house is gone so they can do what they want and school's over. School's over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they took their last test. See, Voldemort's always waiting. He's such a nice guy. He's always waiting till like the end of the year. cares about Exams education. are done. Like, no more. They He really cares he about He wants Harry
2: education. to pass.
3: And then <laughs> he's going to really kill
1: funny. him. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Um, so he gets his stuff. He runs past him. He's ignoring, um, the couple and they've now all met back at the corridor. So Hermione sends Ron off to distract Umbridge, Luna and Ginny decide that they're not decided, they send them to clear the corridor and kind of keep it clear. And she and Harry put on the cloak. Um, and they wait, they're waiting behind, um, this like bust of like this old looking man. I think it was described as like ugly. Um, but he's talking, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and, like, it's later said that he's speaking Latin. Um, so they all move to their assignment. Hermione pulls Harry behind the stone of a medieval w- wizard who's talking. And he asks them if he is sure, um, if he's okay, because he looks really pale. Don't you hate that? Like, when someone's like, oh, you look really tired today. Are yeah. you right. Like, no, I just don't have my I makeup on. I always look you know like me? this.
2: I look um, great.
1: They uh, oh, he responds, This is quoting from the book. I'm fine, he said shortly, tugging the invisibility cloak out of his bag. In truth, his scar was aching, not so badly that he thought Voldemort had yet dealt Sirius a fatal blow. It had hurt much worse than this when Voldemort had been punishing Avery. Um, and that's back when he, um, was in like literally he was Voldemort in that room and punished Avery. If y'all remember, he looked in the mirror and he saw Voldemort's face looking back at him. So he puts a cloak over both of them. They listen to Ginny tell people that they can't come down the corridor because someone let out let off like the grouting gas behind them. Um, and then one person's like, oh, I don't see anything. And she's like, duh, it's colorless. But she's like, go ahead. If you sing to the student, if that wants to walk down, go through it. Sure. They can use their body as proof that the gas is down there. So like, be my guest. <laughs> uh, and they don't go down there. So the news about the gas seems to have spread and soon the area was as clear as Grinny <coughs> like feared it was going to get so they could <laughs> walk to the office. And that's where we end this chapter. Well, this half of the chapter. Nice. Is it um, nice,
2: though? Maybe it's not nice. Sad.
3: I have to okay. say this because like, I really wanted to laugh at it. Uh Kelly said, What did Hermione do while Harry was in the fire? And Kat Mars said, stared at his hider.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's saying so you say, it was, so- <laughs> I, it was so good. <laughs> Every time um, <sighs> someone says like they were in the fire when we I was a kid. Uh, I had a sleepover at my house. And I think I I mean grade school I had a sleepover at my house and i don't remember what happened but i had like everyone was sleeping in our living room but i had left to go sleep in my parents room um so yes i left all of my friends (laughs) and someone (laughs) like woke up and my friend natalie who is still my friend to this day must have been having like some weird dream and she woke up and she was like where's sarah is she in the fire (laughs) and we still laugh about it to this day is she in the so fire. that makes you every time someone's like someone's in the fire, I think of that. Where's Sarah? Is she in the fire?
2: <laughs> Sorry, my stomach is making really um, funny noises. Okay.
1: I did remind myself I bought the sweatshirt that I wanted to buy in case anyone. Proud of you, holding their breath. Did I need it? No, but did I need it? Yes. Lightning bolt, me.
3: Oh, <gasps> Sarah! Great minds think alike.
1: It's a line I would say: "Magic, magic, magic." She does <laughs> do magic.
2: Uh, first question comes from Marcus. Do we think Flitwick or other non-order teachers had a way of talking to Dumbledore? Flitwick uh, is pretty smart, I, think- I hear.
1: Yes, my I way. think
2: I think that Flitwick definitely had a way. It kind of is weird to me that he's not a part of the order. Agreed.
1: Maybe he, we if just there, don't know. Maybe like, he's like a secret dude. I don't, I don't know. know
3: if there is a way. I believe he would be involved.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I I just don't know if there's a way. There's a Flitwick. Any <laughs> are any of them at this moment? At the ones at Hogwarts, at least. For their own safety? Maybe not. Mm. Mm. You know? Mm. Because if they don't know anything, no one can get anything out of them. Torture-wise, fair to serum-wise. You know? I could see Voldemort not... Or Voldemort. Good lord. Dumbledore (laughs) not having contact with people at Hogwarts because of that. True. But, like, with, with like, Lupin and Sirius, I feel like that's different, because they're basically in hiding anyway. Lupin just because of who he is, and his... And people, you know, don't like him because of it, and then Sirius, obvious obvious reasons. Yeah. I don't know, though. That's my thought.
2: I think it's a tough one. Like, I could see there being a way, but, yeah, the whole, like, thought of what if it gets out somehow, or... Like he cut communications with Harry for a reason, so why not cut them with other people too? Kind of for similar reasons, not necessarily because they can get to Voldemort the way that Harry can, but because of Umbridge.
0: I also think that not
1: to be. Why are you laughing at that meme I've never seen before? (laughs) I don't see. You've never seen that one. Never
3: mind. You can look at mine.
0: It's a good one. Um. Not to be rude about my main man, Dumbledore. I know I have a lot of people in my life. <laughs> um, I also think at this time he was really like researching Horcruxes and trying to figure all that stuff out. So as much as I know that he was keeping an eye on the Wizarding World, I know that he was very preoccupied.
2: True. Um. Next question comes from Swapna. I'm sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, but I tried. Um, do professors have families and personal lives? Like, have we ever heard about any of their families? I've always wondered.
1: Yes. Wait, read that again?
2: Do you think right. that the professors have, like, families and personal lives outside of Hogwarts? Like, to me, it's kind of... Like, it's kind of... It's just interesting because, like, McGonagall, it... The way that we read McGonagall from Harry's perspective in these books... It definitely seems like she lives at Hogwarts. Same with Snape. Um, so, so we know he has
1: another house. Well,
0: right, right. So that that's one thing. Tiffany, cool tell see. me,
1: do you have a life outside of school?
0: No, teachers never. <laughs> do, do. <laughs> do you sleep mm-hmm. under your desk? Yeah. <laughs> I had a kid me, ask me if I slept in the basement. First of <laughs> all, there is no basement <laughs> at the school. Um, no, that's cute. Seeing teachers in the wild is what is what do they say in Mean Girls? It's like watching a dog walk on its hind legs. It's just Meg and I
3: have had this conversation, and like I think it's very common for a lot of the teachers at Hogwarts because it's a boarding school. I mean, that's like a different teaching position that you're going to take to like you know live there most of the year, blah blah blah. Correct, but I think yeah. it could be. I don't see it being a problem that like you would just apparate home at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, true. you know what I mean. So, so, I don't. <laughs> I'm-
1: but I don't I think wonder, all like, of
2: them have to be there all the time. There's probably like shifts and stuff that you yeah, have to cover. Yeah, but that's yeah. not going to be all the time. Like, and like, I, and I bet some of them live in Hogsmeade. Like they could literally just walk to work. You know,
0: um, well, taking my I'm broom to work to, today. Trying to look it up. The one of the e-books written by the author. I think in McGonagall's chapter, they talk about. I can't. I think there are three they talk about how McGonagall did have
1: someone in her life yeah Elf Phineas or something like that um, was her husband I, I think I, they were only married for three years
0: I want to say something about Hogsmeade like you were saying Megan In uh,
3: Megan oh. Mines personal world that we have been writing for many years mm-hmm. you can have a personal life outside Hogwarts yeah I'm you sure can you
1: can babe so she remained on terms of friendship with her old boss at the ministry, Elfin, Alphinstone, your court. He came to visit her while on holiday to Scotland and to her great surprise and embarrassment, he proposed marriage in Madame Puttyfoot's tea shop. Cute. Still in love with Dougal McGregor. She Dougal. was engaged to him, but he was a muggle. Um, she turned him down. He, however, he, Alphinstone, Elfin, however, had never ceased to love her or nor to propose every now and then, even though she continued to refuse him the death of, Mac, or <laughs> I call him McDougal in my head. Dougal McGregor, however, although traumatic, seemed to free Minerva shortly after Voldemort's first defeat. Um, Elphinstone, now white haired proposed again during the summertime stroll around the lake in the Hogwarts grounds. Oh, that's romantic. This time, Minerva accepted. Halfenstone, now retired, was beside himself with joy and purchased a small cottage in Hogsmeade for the pair of them. There you Once go. Minerva could travel easily to work every day. Known to successive generations of students as Professor McGonagall, Minerva, always something of a feminist, um, announced that she would be keeping her own name upon marriage. Traditionalists sniffed why was Minerva refusing to accept a pure-blood name and keeping that of her muggle father. Because she doesn't care. The marriage cut tragically short, though, as it was destined to be, it was a very happy one. Though they had no children of her their own, Minerva's nieces and nephews, children of her brothers, Malcolm and Robert, were frequent visitors in their home. This was a period of great fulfillment for Minerva. Um, and the accidental death of Elphinstone from a venem- wow, venomous tentacular bite. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at me not being able to read. Three years into their marriage was an enormous sorrow to all who knew the couple. Minerva could not bear to remain alone in her, their cottage, um, but she packed her things after Elphinstone's funeral and returned to her sparse stone floored bedroom in Hogwarts castle accessible through a concealed door in the wall of her first floor study. Always a very brave and private person. She poured all of her energies into her work and few people excepting perhaps Elvis Dumbledore ever realized how much she suffered. That makes me want to cry. <laughs>
0: yeah. And that is, that's from, that's from the uh, e-book. It's called Short Stories from Hogwarts of Heroism, Hardship, and Dangerous Hobbies. Oh, sad. You can also find it, obviously, like, online.
1: You can obviously find it online.
2: <laughs> you can also find it on Amazon. Swipe up for my code. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: mackerel, you don't have that yet, girl.
2: I know. All or right, <laughs> let's do one more. Um, doo, 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 doo. This one is interesting. Liv asks, "Can a bogart take the form of an intangible fear? What if someone's worst fear is suffocation, drowning, etc.?
1: Suffocation, no breathing, no breathing. Um, <sighs> I don't know." because I, I would think like if you think about Newt, like his I think that's a kind of intangible in the aspect of his greatest fear is like having basically like a nine to five I'm stuck behind a desk job so like for him the visualization of like a desk with papers on it um I I don't know if your greatest fear is like suffocating how that would be replicated but I don't I don't know I don't um uh, I don't know yeah I I don't
0: I truly don't know
2: I think that it can um it's just not something that we've obviously like seen much of Mm
1: -hmm.
2: like I would think okay so like deep down so like if your biggest fear is drowning well maybe the bog art would turn into like a large body of water or something Mm, you know like I don't know yeah,
1: because so. even if you think about Lita, like she just sees a cloth in water, and like that's. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's think... not necessarily like a tangible fear. So, yeah. I think it would have to be. Like, oh yeah, it, Mia says you could see yourself drowning in a tank or something, potentially.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the point of a art is to be your absolute worst fear. So I think no matter what that is, it would find a way to take shape. Yeah. And you, yeah. to you, maybe someone else wouldn't understand what it is, but to you, 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 you would, would know, know exactly what it was.
1: Yeah. So like with that, that's always my question though, with using a art to be a Dementor, how, if someone's greatest fear isn't a Dementor? How are you going to teach him?
3: I think Harry just got lucky. Mm. Otherwise, you got to be buddies of the Dementor. Who doesn't mind getting smacked around with a Patronus?
2: Smacked around. Uh, Patronus Punch! I think that Sarah's wish came true today. And Ravenclaw wins the House Cup. What? (laughs) It was close. Hufflepuff was only 30 points behind. Puffs, we tried. And it was was close. Also, just want to say Mia sealed the deal with her bingo.
1: Mia, (laughs) you're amazing.
2: We tried. Good job, Mia. This
1: episode is going to be dedicated to you at the end. (laughs) My gosh!
2: So congratulations, Ravenclaw. We'll dedicate it by saying your name wrong.
1: (laughs) Megan's congratulations to Ravenclaw.
2: (laughs) Also, Gryffindors, step it up. You had zero points. Let's get you know. You know what you can
0: do? You can kiss. (laughs) The tushiest part of my tush.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, It's I just, it's like... difficult. There's just not a lot of you. I'm sorry. It's okay. Mm-hmm. No, it's all good. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so if you're a Gryffindor, <laughs> come be a patron. Rally up, my lions. Let's Help go. the
2: lions out. Brandon, Eagles don't you
0: right now like salt in the wound
1: <laughs> all right that sweatshirt in my the size i got it's already sold out
0: wow okay. tell me a fan story please well,
3: all right i'll
1: tell you my fan story i'm not a fan of yours it started almost 31 <laughs> years ago <Sasa.
3: laughs> my fan story is that picture that mia just posted
1: Tigger? that's right, that's, yeah, right. Yeah. that's right that's right
3: this story comes from october of 2018 throwback Throwback.
2: major throwback
3: so this is from noah hey guys my name is noah and here is my potter story i know it is not as moving or inspiring as others before me but i love the show and wanted to throw my hat in the ring i've quite literally always had harry potter in my soon-to-be 22 years of life when i was very little i was given a book set of the first five books and never looked back One of the first movies I ever saw in theaters was Sorcerer's Stone with my parents, and even though I was too young to fully appreciate it, I still remember remember the mental snapshot of that moment. My parents have always loved Harry Potter, but maybe not with the same encompassing love as I do. We listened to Jim Dale's recordings all the time, and buying the latest CD set online was a common Christmas present idea to get for my dad. One of my biggest passions to this day is playing video games, and you can bet that the Harry Potter games were played many times a year. In fact, for a very long time, the Hogwarts depicted in those early GameCube games were my, were my main canon of the Wizarding world. Spells like Flipendo were always at the tip of my tongue, and the geography of Hogwarts still follows a skeleton from the games. I was, however, very confused about certain things for a long time, such as what Hufflepuff's colors were. In some games, they were purple for some reason. I owe a lot of these. I owe a lot to these games, but come on, guys. You know what? Sometimes they do that with the Gryffindor colors. They make the red, like, so scarlety. it's almost purple. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan.
3: Yeah. I cannot quote the movies as well as you guys, but they have been a big part of my life while I have grown up alongside them. I vividly remember going to see Deathly Hallows Part 2 in theaters and having the immensely sad thought, this is it, the last movie. After years of knowing a new one will come out consistently, it's done. It's okay, me and Meg cried, I understand. It truly felt like the end of an era. My delight was immense when Fantastic Beasts came into the picture and was even more delighted when it came out the day before my birthday. The first minute of the movie filled me with an immense emotion and made me cry my stupid eyes out.
1: <laughs>
3: anyway, I do have a somewhat amusing story about my Potter profile. Years ago, during the original Pottermore layout, I took the test and to my immense surprise was sorted into Hufflepuff. At first, I was unsure about how to feel, and I'm ashamed to say that I was a little disappointed. Noah? Me too. It's okay. We all embrace it. I did not take long... It did not take long to get a much brighter outlook on the house and embrace it fully. On my first trip to the to the additions to Universal Studios, the sight of Hogsmeade made me completely lose my words and knock the breath out of my lungs. Yes, I did have trouble seeing through the tears. I bought a Hufflepuff pillow that is still in my room to this day, as well as Ginny's wand and later a second original wand that snapped as soon as I got home. <gasps>
2: oh, Sad. Take it back the next time you go, if... I know this is a really long time ago, but the next time you go, take it and uh, Ollivander will fix it for you. Mm-hmm. It, he will. They come with a lifetime warranty. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> when Pottermore updated further, I took the Patronus quiz and was surprised once more by getting a water adder, which is a snake. By this time, Ooh. some years had gone by and I would changed enough to be convinced that the adder fit me well enough. My wand had a phoenix core sycamore wood that suits journeyers and was surprisingly swishy. Here's the interesting thing. Listening to you guys re-sparked my interest in the site, and I I decided to see what it would say about me after all these years. I am now a proud, ambitious Slytherin. My new wand is the lucky redwood, 13 and three-quarter inches with a unicorn hair and unyielding flexibility. All a complete change for my younger self. My Patronus is now a very rare elephant. That's awesome. Which, get this, is associated strongly with Hufflepuff. It can be said that when I was younger, I had a Hufflepuff exterior with a Slytherin heart. I am now Slytherin with a Hufflepuff heart. I laughed for a very long time with the change. That's so cool. I discovered your podcast a little while ago when looking up new podcasts. I had the sudden inspiration to look for a Harry podcast and was drawn to Switch and Flick. I like the ideas of the hosts representing a member of each house and the fact that you would draw on the Pottermore information that I had not read to make connections throughout the series. I've gotten through nearly the entire show in a month. At first, I did not know any of you individually. I actually had a lot of trouble telling you apart. But as I had listened, I have learned to become fond of the differences between you, Tiffany, Megan, Katie, and Sarah. You guys have been a great help as I plow through the difficulties of grad school and my internship. It is unfortunate that I was unable to make it before you finished my favorite book in the series, Prisoner of Azkaban. I will accept coming in live for my third favorite, Goblet of Fire. Some quick thoughts on the show as I have listened. Lupin is my favorite character even as a straight male I have to agree with all your comments about him reading his story (laughs) on Pottermore both filled me with (laughs) immense happiness and incredible sadness he's the type of wizard I would want to be Dumbledore is not perfect but I think still think he is a great character worthy of love and praise he has used people but is always for good intentions and always seems to work out for the best finally Snape is definitely not a good person sorry everyone who loves him I feel for his situation and his final choices have an amazing arc and dignity to them, but he has done horrible things throughout the book that cannot be ignored. I do actually have a lightning round question, if that's okay. Of course it is. If you had to choose just one of the seven horcruxes to use for yourself in order to ensure you live, which would you choose? You can only choose one and need a reason for your choice. You can change how it is protected if you want, but not the horcrux itself. Happy belated one year anniversary of the show to you guys, and a belated congratulations to Tiff on her little swisher.
0: Best, hmm. Noah. Thank you. Okay. Oh goodness! Which Horcrux? Question. Okay. <laughs> no, I just have to think about it because it's like Horcrux stuff. You I'm know?
1: laughing at the
0: Discord. Chat. Oh,
3: I gotta go. Cup. I mean Hufflepuff. Right. <sighs> yeah.
2: I'm gonna I go don't... Harry.
1: <laughs> I don't think Jenny's gonna allow that. <laughs> she might have some things to say about that. Cause I think that's her favorite horror crooks to use too.
0: Harry? <laughs> what <That's> in <laughs> what
1: if I don't wanna pick one because I don't need to live forever? I'd probably pick the diadem if I had a, if I had. It's quite pretty. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't use it.
0: I'm going to go. But, but,
1: uh, but I would also like keep it on a shelf. Diary. I like that choice. Yeah, I'm going to go diary. Because you could like write to Tom Riddle. Love that yeah. journey for you. What up,
0: Tell him my feelings. Let him take <laughs> over my soul. It's fine.
2: <laughs> Big deal. I still pick Harry.
3: That's hilarious. Noah, I love your story of how you started out. Like we talk all the time about like whether your house changes and if it should and if it's too early and I just like that you took it upon yourself to make your own decision and it changed and like you you think it is proper for you and you've embraced it and yet like your past is still in your future. You know what I'm saying? That's it's cool. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah. i really i don't know i i just thank you for your story and thank you for your question i like that little addition yeah so if you're gonna write in with your story you should also add a lightning bolt question that's very fun and thank you yeah i like the that congratulations that.
3: noah pretty much for saying your role yep so thank Definitely. you for your story.
1: No rules. No rules. And now
3: I'm gonna follow up with a joke. Which one mm-hmm. did I pick out? Oh, okay. So this is more of just like, well, you'll see. Okay. Once again, Draco's plan to get Potter was ruined. He was malfoiled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You're welcome, Sarah you're so <laughs> I have what have something did you google I something what did you about google
1: onions. it said jokes about onions <laughs> life is like an onion you peel off one layer at a time and sometimes you weep this <laughs> one that has nothing to do with our podcast what do you call a hobbit with a healthy appetite lord of the onion rings <laughs> <laughs>
0: What is this last one from Vinny? (laughs) Click it, (laughs) Sasa. Everybody in Discord's jealous because I'm so hot. Everybody
2: wants to be (laughs) teeth. Do we have to talk about me now? Uh, oh, no, Megan has nope. to talk first. Follow your hosts on social media. <laughs> myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at the Petrus Family, and Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick. You can also find Sarah on Instagram at ohahahahmally, ha, and that is with three H's.
1: Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh gosh!
0: Now do I talk about myself?
3: Go Tiff, go
0: favorite hobby. Um, recently jumped. I don't know if I talked about this last time. Jumped back into playing Breath of the Wild, and so I went Breath of the Herald Wild. Yep, and so I went and I beat the game. But if you, I don't want to spoil it for people, so I'm not gonna say. But then now you can go back into playing. I'll say that that's not a spoil. And so I've just been like trying to find, whoops, shrines and Korok seeds, and it's been a lot of fun. I got my butt kicked today by a Lionel. I so said it was sorry. If you know, you know. <laughs> it was tough, but once you get to the end of the game, like all the the baddies are super difficult. So that's been a lot of fun, and. I haven't really started. What's the second book in the Wheel of Time?
1: The Dragon Reborn, maybe? No. No? Great Hunt. Ah, The Great Hunt. And then it's The Dragon Reborn. Yeah.
0: So I
1: haven't... I'm terrible, terrible at remembering. I wish I could see your face right now, but I can't. I'm terrible at remembering the names of books. And I have to think very hard to remember which one is... Order of the Phoenix and Half Blood Prince, and I wish I was lying, but I'm not. That's okay. I genuinely have to be like, okay. Like, those are the two I get mixed up the most.
0: It's all right. You're good. Is it all right, Tiffany? Yes, it's fine. Not everybody can remember titles of books. (laughs) I certainly can't remember people's names, so does does that make you feel better? (laughs) I could meet someone and forget your name two seconds later. It's not you, it's me. Same. Um, yeah so I haven't really started that yet but I will I'm not really reading anything at the moment I'm kind of just been playing video games to be honest because there's a bunch coming out and I know that Megan and Katie are excited as I am for the new um, Mario game that's coming out Bowser's Fury and we're going to play together and it's going to be fun
3: yeah we are it's going to be the best
1: I wasn't it's going to be great. It's it going to be great. It's going to be great.
0: Listen, if you want to pick up a switch and buy this game, you can go ahead. But yeah, I did buy on. a headset so I can and Marty, you know what Marty goes? He goes, "You know your bows connect to that." And I was like, "Oh. Good point."
1: Or <laughs> can me. you talk
0: through them?
2: No. Yeah.
1: What? You can talk through. They have a They have a
2: mic. These don't they? Yeah. I don't think that they do because I they've been connected to my phone before and then somebody calls and they can never hear me. If they're connected. I, I have to like have
1: it. I swear to God you can talk. I swear to God you can. Well, Google it. Like hm. Google. Anyways, we talk
0: about our headphones. Um That's it. That's me. I said um a
1: lot, so I apologize.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, 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 um. Are you Um from Umbridge.
1: Yeah. This says your Bose product can answer and and control phone call related functions. This lets you conveniently take phone calls without accessing the controls on your that mobile does, device. That's
0: not talking though. I don't think it can. Microwave. Well. Microwave. <laughs> microwave. We're gonna just microwave yes. your ears right off.
1: You have to. I think you have to turn it on and set them up. But yes. This says, how do I turn on the microphone on my Bose headphones? Microphone activating when playing music slash audio. All you have to do is go to sound playback, press some things. Yes, I believe press you can. All
2: right. I'll, I'll accept What's up with canon. <laughs> um, so I have been reading a lot since the last time we recorded. I finished the book, Brownies and Broomsticks, it was very cute. It's like a whole murder mystery series. Um, I don't know if I liked it enough to like continue reading the series, but it was like a quick, cute read. And then I also read Over the Top, JVN's um, autobiography book. <laughs> Same very good. This, some
0: people don't know. Yeah.
2: Jonathan Van Ness.
0: There you go.
2: You should go follow him on Instagram because definitely posts his cats and it's the best. Definitely follow on Instagram. Um, also, highly recommend his podcast, Getting Curious, which yes. I didn't know was a thing before Queer Eye. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah, like it's been a it's oh, cool. been a thing for a long time. Good for him. Yeah. Um, you read this book, you should have known that. I, anyway, Meg,
3: I forget things. <laughs> instantly
2: <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway really loved it and now I have started the book Landline by Rainbow Rowell and I'm really liking that too I'm very intrigued by it um and that's actually what I really want to get back to reading. <laughs> uh, after we're done recording tonight but also been playing a ton of Mario Kart but I don't want to take everything from Katie so she can talk about that if she wants so I've just been reading. We also did a little staycation at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which was so beautiful. I had never stayed there before. And we like didn't go to the parks at all. We just like wanted to go stay at a hotel and enjoy the hotel like fully. We literally stayed in the room more than we did anything because our balcony like faced the savannah. So there was like a zebra that was just Hanging, hanging out, out in front of our room for two nights um, and a no copy and ostrich and gazelle and water bucks and an ankle cattle. What else was there? Can we talk about how ostriches have
3: dinosaur feet? Go they look it up. They
2: legitimately do.
0: That's because they're birds and so were are know. dinosaurs.
3: I know. It just blows my mind.
0: <laughs> Go watch also, Jurassic Park. <laughs>
2: ostriches, <laughs> ostriches poop a lot. Yeah, a lot, like a lot. Uh, so yeah, that's all I've been doing. Katie, what's up with you? I
3: had something. Because we have different lives. <laughs> I, I had something.
2: You... I was
3: gonna say, and then I can't remember it, but I did Mario Kart. I have been playing a lot of Mario Kart. Um, I finished Fangirl. It was phenomenal. And I started reading this little comic book series called Catstronauts and they're super cute they're like I didn't expect them to be that fast of a read because they are for kids but like they're they're really cute I really like the illustrations and the humor in it so I blazed through two of those and I can't remember the other thing I was going to say and that's you know everything Meg said too I've, I've been there
1: <laughs> how
3: about you Sarah
1: um, I never mentioned that I built a new bed for myself. Oh, I thought that was your foot. What <laughs> your st- dog? That stuffed racking dog. I thought that was your foot, and then I got nervous because you're way across the table from me. That would mean my foot would be like <laughs> six feet <laughs> I know, long, which is why I kind of got nervous. <laughs> what? Anyway, so um, <laughs> other than that, I uh started. I read Serpent and Dove. Loved it read it in less than 24 hours. Cause you know, I had to stop running cause I knew I was going to have dreams about it and I had to work the next day. Um, and then I finished it at work, which I shouldn't say, but, um, I started the second one, which is blood and honey, which I had to put down cause I'm having anxiety about it, but I also read what happened. Um, and I think part of me not wanting to finish it is the third one doesn't come out till summer, but I really, really loved the first one. Um, and I don't know how much I'm like maybe a fourth of the way through the second. I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I I did read a lot of spoilers. And then I read the cruel Prince and the second one. Um, so the wicked King got to my house on Tuesday. So I started reading that and I didn't love the cruel Prince and I don't really love the wicked King either, but I'm going to finish the series. Um, and that's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> Tiffany thinks it's dumb of me to like finish a book that I don't really care for. Well,
0: I feel like you're wasting your time.
1: Yeah, but bit. like I, I just, I, I feel like I need to like finish the story. All right. Um, I mean,
0: that's two books worth, three books, really, of you not
1: liking it and time, hours out of your life. Well, like with the Cool <laughs> Prince, though, like I would say until I got uh, like maybe a a third of it left that's when it really started getting good. So we'll see about this one. Again, I did read a lot of spoilers for it. Mm-hmm. Um so I know what's going to happen. And then um I'm still reading like The Shadow Rising. But that's like kind of like my back background book. So I pick that up when I'm like at work or something cuz I have an ebook of it. Mm-hmm. Um and I still have like a lot of other books to read that are on my to-do to read list. My to-do list so if you have any books, like if you want to suggest to me, shoot me a message. Um, and I'll add it to my TBR. Um, I'm trying to read 24 books this year. I have low expectations of myself, but I've read, I think, five. Um, and there's that. I think that's all I got. Cool beans. Beans yeah. are cool. I would say, out of the books I've read so far... Invisible Life of Eddie LaRue and Serpent and Dove are the ones I've loved the most. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've read zero books this year. You finished. Didn't you finish Eye of the World in 2021?
0: Yeah, I finished one. Yeah. I really need to pick up my uh, audiobooks again and get those
2: going while I shower. You Ooh, another like, them in the shower cool little, little tip is that. Every, if you're an Amazon Prime user, every month they let Prime users get two books for free out of their like first reads list. So if you're just like looking for something fun that is like suggested by people, I always look on, every month on Amazon. I think it's called, I think it's called Amazon well, First Reads.
1: They also have Prime Reading that you can it's, be a part of. And yeah, un- no, it's different because this is isn't unlimited. extra at all no 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 there's there's prime reading that's not extra for your prime oh yeah yeah yeah. those those are like i think like the
2: first harry potter book is part of prime reading but then the others aren't there's like a handful but this is like two audiobooks that or this is two this is like usually a grouping of like six books and they let you they they let you get two of them for free and they're like books that haven't come out yet but are coming out like in the next month so it's like you get them you get to read them before they're actually out. But it's cool. They have like usually they'll have like a historical fiction, a uh, mystery, a uh, f- a nonfiction. It's like they have one from like all different genres, but it's kind of cool. If you're just like looking for something and you don't really know what you want to read yet and you're a Prime member, you can pick out two books for free to try. So very cool. Hot awesome. tips. Hot tips. I didn't what? know about it. One of my old coworkers told me, and I was very excited when she told me about it. I was like, free what? books. Sign me up.
1: I wish I could be like an audiobook person. It just is not. My brain doesn't comprehend what I'm They're
2: ebooks, to. not audiobooks. Sorry. Did I say? I don't know. They're e-books. Like, you read them like normal. Not audiobooks. I got
1: a couple of ebooks the other day, too, that were like, because I, th- I think I have on the unlimited reading thing
2: kindle unlimited
1: yeah which i shouldn't have gotten because i got it for one book thinking like oh i'll read like all of the like i'll have all of them and then it was only that book and not the rest it was like the third book and then the fourth one wasn't on there like oh that's annoying um but i got that rhapsody which i don't know if i'm gonna read it or not but that's one on the internet i've seen people have read and enjoyed which is a series i don't know anything about it (laughs) You're cute. Yeah, some days. <laughs> um,
0: For onions and snapes. I thought we were going to do this for Mia. I didn't agree to that as a Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep me happy. I do love Mia, though.
3: For Mia and Dingle.
1: <laughs> yes. Mia and Dingle. <laughs> okay. and it's a baby baby. Dingle. <laughs> <laughs> That concludes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you done?
0: Wangle. <laughs> Alright, are we really done now? Yeah. Alright, yeah. well that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps>
1: Amazing! Just <at> my voice! <laughs> Choked on some chocolate. How'd you die? Choked on chocolate.
0: Oh, chocolate! Chocolate!
1: (laughs) (laughs) chocolate. Oh, chocolate. 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 It
0: tickles my face.
1: If we say words like uh, Florence, you can say chocolate. Uh, uh, Wario.
0: uh, Wario is... That's my ex-boyfriend. Not to be confused with Mario.
1: That's my current boyfriend, Mario. (laughs) Him and Wario, you know, they don't care for each other.
0: Wario. They're a little jealous. Uh, jealous. Did you know that trolls have... Two toes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What a bunch of weirdos are we? We're definitely weird.